Hey, it's AB, and this is the Talk About God podcast. It is election day, right? I feel like this is going to be a day that's going to go down in history. It's going to be infamous, election day 2020. Um, Lord, please be with our country. I feel like there are those out there who don't know how to love, regardless of whether they agree or not. I feel like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of those people out there. So I just pray that you guide us all through the upcoming days and weeks. And um, I know there are a lot of people already on both sides, already nervous. Um, Not just about like who's going to get elected necessarily, but it goes deeper than that. It's, you know. How is everyone else going to react? Right? How How's the world... Going to handle it? Our country, rather. How's our country going to handle it? Will there be more rioting? Um, I certainly hope not. I'm not naive, though. So I just pray that you be... Be with our country. Be with our leaders, our people in power, you know, the ones who have the ability to make, you know, big decisions that shape all of our lives. I pray that you please just guide them, right? Like, I pray that they know you. I pray that you open their ears for them to hear you. Um, please, cause man, yeah. Oh, I was hanging out in the book of Luke this morning. And I love Luke. I love the way he writes. He, I've, from what I gather, he was writing this letter. Um, I think to help someone get out of jail one of the other prophets he was he was writing to another gentile which is why he went so far back as to explain john and you know he was really he set the stage right and i noticed he didn't he didn't name off jesus's family tree, his genealogy, because to a Gentile, it's unnecessary, right? Like, we, it's never been our thing, you know, tracking that family line all the way to the beginning. That's, we're not really as concerned about who you come from. Um, and it, in the book of Luke, there's a story about a man from Capernaum and he was a powerful man and he had people he like you know was in control of he was a general see how sad it is how quickly I just read this this morning I can't remember exactly what (sighs) excuse me the man's title was man had a title though and he was in charge of other people 
And he didn't even feel himself worthy enough as a Gentile, right, to come to Jesus. So instead, he went to Jewish elders and asked elders to go to Jesus for him because one of his servants was sick and he wanted, he knew Jesus could heal said servant. And so he sent the person, the Jewish elder, um, the Centron, that's what it is. Centurion. Centurion, what is with what is with my brain this morning? Anyway, he asked him to come and heal his servant. And when the Jewish leaders came to Jesus, they pleaded. Um, and they asked him, you know, this man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. Um, which is hilarious. Like, don't nobody deserve nothing. But that was like Jewish mentality, right? Like, he deserves it. He's done good work. Like, he's he's a Gentile. We totally hate Gentiles. Like, uh, But this one Gentile, hey, he loves our nation. And he has built our synagogue. So, like, this is a good Gentile. Um, so he wasn't far from the house. And, you know, the centurion sent friends to say you know to tell him like don't bother like i don't deserve for you to come under my roof um which is why i did not even come to you because i am not worthy um but you say the word and i know my servant's healed like you don't even have to come up in this house to heal him i know it like i know you can do this um you know i'm a man under authority with soldiers under me I tell this one go and he goes I tell this one come and he comes so I do tell him to do this and he does it so you know I know if I have that authority I know how much greater your authority is right that's kind of what he's getting at so the point was go you know you tell me you tell them you whatever and it will happen um And the thing I loved is, like, this is another Gentile, right? This is a Gentile, people. Like, one of my favorite (laughs) things. I'm a Gentile, so I just love it when I see things like this. And so Jesus doesn't even come into this man's house. He hears this, like, you know, you have the authority. You just say the word and it's done. And... It's one of the few times in the Bible it says when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. So he was saying, like, I have not found such faith among Jews, right? Like, that's even in Israel. I haven't found such faith in Jews. But this, this Gentile man what faith like yeah anyway I just found that really interesting um and you know the men went back to the house after you know telling Jesus you know don't don't you come up in here and of course the servant was perfectly fine um because why not um I of course am in love with red letters and I think 
thank you so much for recording what the Lord had said because like I find such comfort in them you know like his personality he seems that much more real and I mean he's more real than anything else but it's hard to not have something tangible you know and I could sit here all day and be like yeah well this is tangible and that you know these are the things that are tangible of God to me but that's things that are tangible of God to me like I feel God in the wind I feel God on this you know with the sun on my face I feel like you you can if you look right seek and you will find so you know anytime that you really search you're gonna find but um as far as like building that relationship and having that I mean it started out for me before Jesus ever became my savior he was my friend right as a child he was he was my friend um and that's I feel like the way he comes to all of us he doesn't he's not assuming he's not um forceful he's not any of those things I mean obviously he's all the fruits of the spirit because you know hello Jesus God Holy Spirit green one um and I just I really loved that there's points in the Bible that are made of you know like you should be like children and how he never let Peter stop the kids from coming to him right like no don't you dare Mm -mm, you bring me them babies like they're the ones who are going to inherit the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of heaven um and it's so hard right as I grow up I find that I become more and more jaded and I struggle to look through that childlike lens and I find it so entertaining too because when I do I get so overwhelmingly amazed like it's spastic and it's not I don't know it feels like rocket science sometimes depending on the day it feels really hard and I don't even I don't even do it that often but I love you God I love you for constant guidance and constant support even when I'm struggling and make no mistake I've the struggles are real I mean there's always hills and valleys in everyone's life everyone's life um and I just pray that even in my hills or valleys that I'm able to show other people your love no matter where I'm at in my own struggles um I want to love despite my own flaws and despite others flaws um I think it goes into you know there's a verse it's one of my favorites um and it's something along the lines of like why are you picking sawdust out of other people's eyes when you got a plank of wood in your own first remove the plank from your own eye and then you'll see more clearly to be able to better remove the sawdust from someone else's and it's I know like all the things that Jesus like how he taught was so strange sometimes in his parables and his you know weird things I mean but the man was a carpenter and let me tell you 
doing woodwork, you know what it's like to have sawdust up in your eyes. Let me tell you. Um, and it is painful. Um, but I would imagine a plank would probably be more so. But I think the whole point of it is saying, you got a whole hot mess going on yourself, right? Don't you dare to go judging somebody else trying to pick out their sins and inconsistencies and flaws and whatever when you can't even you can barely see yourself literally like you're no better you're no better than anyone else so get yourself right and then you can go help someone but the blonde can't lead the blonde like it's just not gonna work and it's not saying be all judgy and be perfect and then go like start picking little tiny specks of wood out of other people's eyes. I don't believe that that was the point of it. I think the point of it was you got a plank in your own eye. Stop messing with other people. I think that I think it was directed towards the person who was trying to do the picking, not necessarily the person you know sick in their sin. But anyway super fun oh lord please be with me today i am struggling this morning i am fighting my body i am you know short on drive (laughs) and um overall i'm just i'm just tired i don't know what it is don't really care it doesn't matter what it is um but i thank you i still regardless i thank you for this day i love getting to watch the sun come up um and the stars being out i love i don't know i just love it so i thank you i thank you for my family all of us we're all a hot mess and my extended family and my you know I like to kind of consider adopted family um, those that you have grafted in I like eating hair too it's really fun yeah I don't even know where it came from oh well yummy Um, but anyway I just I thank you pray that you be with our military right um especially in the upcoming days and weeks and be with our police officers and their families be with the families of all of these people because i can't imagine how unbelievably terrifying this social situation has to be for i don't know the wife of a cop or the mother of a cop or you know national guard or just in general like this world is terrifying and i don't know just please be with them please provide them comfort and support um as i know you always will but open their eyes to see it please um please be with those who are grieving as i mean i feel like that's something that never goes away like don't we always carry that's a special kind of hurt that sticks with you forever. I take comfort in knowing that 
or, you know, I like to think that I will get to see um, those I grieve for again one day. Obviously, I, I don't know their hearts. I think it's impossible to know anyone's heart fully. I think that's very personal and something between you and God. Or me and God, or me and you, or whatever. Um, but I do take comfort in that. I like that thought. It's a kind sentiment, and so I'm going to hold on to it this side of eternity because I know once I get to the other side, I'm not really going to care. I know it sounds awful, but when you're in the presence of the Lord, that's like all that matters. Um, who else is or isn't there is not, not a thing. I do personally believe that heaven is for the now. Um, I don't believe that we go to sleep because there are, there are heavenly hosts. Um, the Bible says that rejoice and it's not angels angels it's very specific about i mean it says when the angels whatever it doesn't say that it says heavenly hosts so when one sinner repents the heavens rejoice and i think that that is the other um for lack of a better word the other saints um rejoice because they are now in heaven and they know that you're coming too and they're happy 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 <laughs> but anyway, um, Lord, this world's a mess, right? And I'm a mess. And I've been so focused on hitting goals at work and kind of feel like it's greedy and it's awful. Um, this world tells me that, like, I should, I should want more, right? I should always want more, more, more. And I should always strive to do more and make more and all of these things. But at the same time, I think it's okay to be content, right? It's not saying that I'm not doing my best. I think I should strive to do my best. But I don't think working until 6 o'clock at night, like I did last night, is necessary. I just, I feel like I probably took it too far. And I pray that you forgive me for that because... You know, when I do things like that, I see the things that I lose. I see that I didn't have like a dinner, like a family dinner. I didn't, I didn't have that last night. I didn't have, you know, that quality time with my kid and my husband. It got cut significantly shorter. Now, I mean, obviously I made up for it by staying up just a little bit later. So then I lost sleep. Like I can't rob Peter to pay Paul, right? Like I have to know whose I am and who I am and trust that you're going to bless me and I'm going to get done exactly what I'm meant to get done in that day. And at some point I have to learn to walk away. And I just, I pray that you be with me in that. Um, for a recovering workaholic, it is, it's hard and I, I slip up and I know it sounds crazy that I'm like, asking for forgiveness for that but it's something that matters to me like time with my kid is things that I can't get back I can work till the day I die I can do that I can totally do that I don't get this time with him um forever or the time with my husband forever like at some point they are going to be gone or I'm going to be gone um and I don't want to look back on my life come judgment day and go man 
I'm sorry I didn't do X, Y, or Z. Like I just I can't pursue God and money. And so I just pray that you please forgive me and help me to be better in that. Because I let's be honest, I'm I'm a money driven person. We all are. And I don't know. I just have to I have to learn to be content and to stay content um, with it instead of always striving to be at the top because at this point in my life I don't I don't need to be at the top I really don't it's not a necessity I mean do I want to of course because I'm competitive and I absolutely like want that just for the sake of saying that I have that um, but I think it's also a good lesson for me in humility and um, kind of just like resting in you so I pray that you just guide me through it and I thank you for it um please be with my BC peeps right my before Christ and baby Christians um all of them need you so desperately especially in the upcoming days if I looking through a god lens am already slightly worried and struggling a bit I can only imagine how it would be if I were alone right as before Christ peeps like to be on my own trying to do all this I I couldn't do it I couldn't do it and I don't want to do it so I just pray that you be with them I pray that you use all of this for your glory I pray that this brings people closer to you if for no other reason, then where do you turn when the world's upside down, but the one true light, you know, like, man, I wish that our churches weren't, not that all of them are, please make no mistake, not all of them are, but there are so many, quote, Christians, and I say quote literally, quote, Christians, who are pushing people into the fire rather than pulling them away, and it is heartbreaking and it is why there are a lot of people that are like, you're just hypocrites. Well, yeah, there are a lot of hypocrites. You know, millions of people follow Christ or say they follow Christ. And there are a lot of people who do it just because of what they think they can get. Right? What they think they can get in this life from being a Christian. Which is wrong. Following Christ is not about what he'll give me now. Um, it is about, it's a kingdom mindset, right? It's an eternity mindset. It's about focusing on something more than this world, um, and more than this, like, temporary life. Because even when things get ridiculous here, right? Like, even in my worst day, when I... I'm literally called everything under the sun but a white girl. And I am called evil. And I mean, literally, somebody, like, they're super awesome. But anyway, like, on on that day, when I am in a fetal position underneath my desk at work, crying my eyes out because of how awful another, quote, Christian is, Right? And the things that came from them were not of God. They were not of God. It was 110% evil working to try and tear me down. Not of God. Okay? 
in that moment, I didn't react. I didn't retaliate. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. What I did is I cried out to Jesus and kept my eyes focused on the fact that what we do here affects what we do there, right? In eternity. You get rewarded in heaven. And now I'm not saying my whole life is driven to get heavenly rewards, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not against it. I want, like, I think that's great. Everybody likes a good reward. Um, and it keeps me out of trouble. It keeps me from doing the exact same thing and being that hypocrite back. Because you know how hard it is to be met with hypocrisy and to keep your mouth shut and not start hurling things back out of anger. Because guess what that does, yo? That makes you a hypocrite. You're not meant to open your mouth out of anger as a Christian. You're meant to shut it, right? You're meant to lean into the word of God. And if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Um, and it is one of the truest things that I learned as a child. And yet one of the hardest lessons to learn as a child and an adult, especially in this world that praises people for their ridiculousness, um, really, and outspokenness and all of these things. Like I've seen white girls in the streets screaming some of the most hateful things that other human beings about how they wish uh, I don't even want to you know what I'm not even going to say it but it's just awful it's just downright awful and it's evil and it's cruel and it's just nasty and that's not of God God doesn't want you to be a human doormat he doesn't want me to I know he doesn't he hasn't allowed me even in my silence he hasn't allowed me to be a human doormat but there are ways to stand for what's right without taking a flamethrower to everyone that's around you. I mean, it's possible. I know. He's done it in my life. Um, so anyway, God, I thank you. I thank you for the power of the good shutteth upeth verses. Um, the... Oh, I don't even know how many lessons I've learned from those, but it's been unbelievable. And I just, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is so relevant today. Um, even when it is so hard to apply. Oh, it's so hard to apply it. Um, but I thank you. I thank you for your love and your grace and your kindness. I thank you for amazing neighbors. Um, it's a blessing, right? And um, thank you for just your love and your grace. Um, I just appreciate you, Lord. I do. Um, I pray that you continue to be with me in this day. Help me to accomplish exactly what you would have me accomplish um I'm not really expecting to accomplish much more <laughs> but I just pray that you focus me you guide me and you strengthen me in it because I know yesterday was that was why I felt like I needed to work forever because I felt like I spent the first half of the day just staring at a screen completely confused chasing my own tail so I pray that you give me like some kind of 
heavenly, I don't know, supernatural understanding of what's before me. Um, an ability to quickly problem solve and um, knock things out. It is in, oh well, I'm sorry, please be with Aaron as he travels. Um, keep him safe, please, please, please. Um, and I pray that you put your hands all over his day as well and help him to be a blessing to someone else. Today, I cannot thank you enough for my wonderful husband. Like, I thought I was doing good. I wasn't going to cry today. Um, and I'm still going to try not to, but I just, I thank you. And I love you. And uh, thank you for my child and our home and just everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the things I'm even too stupid to realize that you've blessed me with. Um, so thank you. It is in Jesus. Amazing. Thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I encourage you today, um, know that you are not alone. Um, you're going to screw up today, maybe. And if you do, welcome to my club. Um, it is the Hot Mess Club. Jesus loves us anyway. He made us, um, so he knows exactly how big of a screw up we are. We are not a surprise to him. And so just kind of rest in that and take comfort in it. I mean, always strive to do better, right? Like, don't just settle. We're not settlers, right? We're not. We're foreigners here. This is not our home. We were not meant to come and settle. We were meant to continue to journey home. That's it, right? Keep it moving. Um, so, I just encourage you to get in your word today. I'm telling you the book of Luke it is awesome if you want to hop in with me. Um, I think I'm like six, chapter, six chapters in so far. Again, um, it's like always my go-to. Every time I start feeling like this world's kind of pressing in on me and I am struggling and I just need another infusion of Jesus, just like a reminder, a refresher course, I just, I always find myself back in Luke and I, I just love it. Um, but anyway, I, I pray for you. I pray that God guide you in this day. Um, that he give you the absolute blessing of getting to be a blessing to someone else. The joy that you get from that is, I, I don't, I don't have words. Um, but anyway, I pray that God be with you and, um, just have a wonderful day. And even if your day sucks, because it might, and I'm sorry, um, I will be praying my way through and I encourage you to do the same. Um, there is no shame in curling up in a fetal position and crying out to Jesus. Um, make no mistake, he's there. Um, so anyway, have a wonderful day. God bless.